Welcome to the Gentleman Ultra podcast, where we continue our special series, uh, Three World Cup Questions, where we ask the same three questions to some of our friends in the world of culture. Uh, today, our special guest is a journalist and broadcaster for ESPN Brazil, Leonardo Bertozzi. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for the invitation again. Oh, it's my pleasure. Awesome to have you along. So, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll get stuck straight into it. So what's your your favorite moment from your World Cup past? Well, my, my favorite moment personally has to be the having the World Cup here in Brazil in, in 2014 because it's your it's your home World Cup, you know, you got the whole world coming, you got the world's best players and and the stadiums you know and the stadiums you've been to uh, and then this soccer mad this football mad country, right? It's 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 just crazy. And I have the chance to to follow Italy uh, to Manaus when they played England and it was uh, an amazing game. Until today it's the last win Italy had in a World Cup. <laughs> so, you don't need to remind us. You don't need yeah, to remind us. That's that's a, not funny, I know. But uh, to, to have the World Cup here in Brazil, uh, it was a, a dream for many people, and 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 I believe that's a, a very special moment because uh, even though Brazil lost seven-one like that, uh, people still have nice memories because there was partying in the streets. There was the the whole world came here and had a good time and, and talked well about the, the country and how the how our people received well the world. So for me, it's a great memory. I, I, I lived more like a journalist than as a fan because I was already following uh, the matches uh, to cover them. But uh, it, it's very special to have a home World Cup, you know. Mm. Yeah, and, and to have a, a World Cup in a, such a football-mad country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it, it was is, really it spread out, wasn't it? Like you said, was it Man, Man, Manus? Is that how Manaus. You say it? Like, yeah, Manaus, yeah. Manaus is, oh, in the, is in the Amazon. It's in the yeah. Amazon. <laughs> it was yeah. so, so, so hot. The game started like 6.30, but it was, it was too hot. It was hard to play there. And, and, and there, were, there was games in the Northeast when there was hot. And games in the south, it's near Uruguay, Argentina, so there is cold. So <laughs> Germany was like what well, they were in Bahia in the northeast, uh, where there's hot. And then they came to play Arge uh, Algeria uh, in the in the round of 16, and it was freezing cold. <laughs> and, that, and that was so funny because Brazil, uh, like we said, we have all seasons in one here because it's such a big country. Yeah, yeah, we able to um to to watch anything as a fan or were you working all day, every day? Oh, I, 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 I couldn't go to any matches as a fan because I worked hard. Uh, uh, I, I went to the three Italy matches and then they reallocated me to France because uh, we, uh, uh, we had a spe specific, specific reporters to, to uh, some of the favorites. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, as they were leaving, the, we, we got reallocated. So I went to follow France and I went to France, Ecuador in the Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro. I went to France, uh, Nigeria in Brasilia, the capital. And then, of course, France, Germany uh, again in the Maracanã. And then when, when, when France lost, then I came back to my bases here in Sao Paulo. So I haven't been to the to the seven one in in the Mineral in Belo Horizonte, but uh, I I went to six matches in that World Cup, so it was really special. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, very I've cool. been to the to, to the famous biting game, the the Suarez Chiellini game oh, in Natal, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it was very 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 odd because we didn't we didn't have the VAR. 
but the 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 screen the the stadium showed the 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 moment and everyone was, oh my god <laughs> and that was it was crazy and But... then after after the match we are recording the our 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 pieces for the the news mm -hmm. and i said whoa i i just hope italy puts the the head in their places and and keeps working i, I like what, what prandelli is doing yeah. and then we finished recording and they said oh prandelli just resigned oh, man. <laughs> i said oh god we have to Wait, do it all Again. Take yeah, two. Let's yeah. start again. Yeah. And, and so we did it again. And well, it was a crazy day because the next day I was already in here. I was I was already following friends to the the rest of the World Cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it was amazing. Like um, I think of the Chile Spain game in 2014 and all the yeah. Chileans taking over this whole stadium. Yeah, the, the, um, the fans, the fans think for the South American was very special. Uh, Colombians everywhere yeah, here, yeah. also, and of course Argentinians, Argentina. and 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 they took the Maracana in the final against Germany. Yeah. So uh, it was the chance to see World Cup here. Right now, they're trying to bring the the 2030 uh, World Cup uh, to the to the to here because it's a uh, hundred years since the first World Cup in Uruguay. But uh, I don't know if it's it's gonna be it's gonna be. It's going to be tough to to win it because they had uh, Portugal and Spain also uh, with a with a strong uh, beat. But yeah. let's see. Uh, uh, yeah. World Cup in South America, of course, is a huge thing, and it was in in 2014. Sounds good. You got any spare any spare bedrooms? Whoa! <laughs> let's see. Uh, I, I hope to be in a bigger apartment then. But, uh, let, let's All right. If Australia so. if Australia wins it, you come here. If Brazil wins it, I'll come there. That's perfect, Frank. Deal, deal. Yeah. Have they recovered from uh, seven one yet? Is it is it is that still oh, mentally? Oh, well, it's it's a scar, you know. It's it's never getting. It's never going away. Like the like the 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 nineteen fifteen, the American and the lost to Uruguay. It, it it doesn't. It just does doesn't go away because it stays with you. It's the the they call it the Maracanazo, the the nineteen fifteen game, and and of course it will never be forgotten. And every every big nation who who got to host the the world cup twice won at least one you know germany won uh, at home and and italy won at home france won at home and brazil two two world cups at home uh, won five abroad but took two times at home and didn't manage to win so it's very odd but uh, i don't know if we uh, we'll see another world cup here soon so uh, third time lucky uh, yeah let's see <laughs> yeah yeah so what's your favorite game from your world cup life Oh, it's it's uh, Brazil Netherlands in in '94 uh, the two, the 3-2 game in the quarterfinal because the Netherlands was were such a strong team and Brazil was uh, was not in a uh, in a favorite place uh, in that moment. Brazil had had won against the USA in the in the the earlier round, round one nil and yeah. yeah 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 and it was a very very hard game and Brazil uh, got got. To, to new up but the, then the Netherlands tied the game and, and and it seemed the game was turning for them and then Branco who has a left back he played he, he played in Italy of course yep. for Genoa he's yep. an he's, he's an idol in in, in, in Genoa yep. but he was coming back from injury many many people thought he 
he would not play because Leonardo was the the starter, but he he, he elbowed Tab Ramos in the in the uh, yeah in the in the other game, so he was suspended for the rest of the World Cup. So Branco got to play, and he has an he had an amazing kick. <laughs> he, he was a free kick specialist, and and then he took the free kick. It, it, it passed like inches from Romario's back, and and it went in, and then it was three two, and then and then everybody started to believe Brazil could win the World Cup because then there was a semi final against Sweden and, and then of course the final against Italy but it was a crazy match a new new half time and then five goals in the second half two nil two two three two in the in the dying minutes it was a really really crazy game and it was played in Dallas in, in yeah. the summer so so hot also exciting, and yeah. it, it, it was an amazing win and, and of course 94 it was uh, 24 years since Brazil had won the World Cup in, in 1970 so for my generation I was 13 I I didn't see Brazil uh, win a World Cup until then. So it was a really special moment for, for everyone there. It was a really special win. Yeah, incredible game. Incredible game. Was that because they weren't known as the most attacking Brazil team? Were they? they oh, of were, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the contrary, because uh, in that moment, uh, because the loss to Italy in the 82, people thought, well, of course, we are just uh, spectacular. Everybody loves watching Brazil, but they are winning the World Cup, so we are not. So yeah. let's try a more pragmatic approach here, uh, a more organized team. Uh, there was a team, uh, of course, Romário and Bebeto in the, in the attacking pair. They were amazing. But uh, in the midfield, they had Mauro Silva, who was a, a, a mediano, like you said in Italy, you know, yeah. and Dunga, uh, also him, and, and, and then Mazinho, who was like a third man midfielder, and, and Zinho, who was not a, a, a very creative player, but a hardworking player who made the, 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 the game turn. Uh, and then, of course, two two world class players up front, and Romário was was just amazing that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romário had had a fight with Parreira, the the coach, the year before, and he was out of the team. But Brazil uh, got to the last qualifying game, needing to win against Uruguay, or at least uh, not lose, at least the draw. And then there was a huge uh, claim for Romário to come back, and then he came back. He scored twice in that game. Brazil went to the World Cup. <laughs> And he was amazing that World Cup. He scored uh, like uh, such uh, such a uh, uh, important goals. Uh, he scored against the Netherlands. He scored in the semi-final against uh, against Sweden. And then of course in the final he took a penalty and and he he wasn't a specialist penalty taker, but he took his penalty also in the final. So uh, it was a, it was a very interesting World Cup because when Brazil went to the USA, uh, there was not many people believing it was the time to win it. Yeah. Yeah, and what about Dunga? Was Dunga uh, underrated as a player? Do you think, or was it just because he looked like a very angry man and he was very disciplined and hard edged, hard nosed? It it changed his life the '94 World Cup because uh, uh, that's funny. The World Cup in Italy in in '90, he was already playing abroad. No, he played for Fiorentina and then he played in Germany and then in Japan. But Brazil lost the World Cup against Argentina in in the round of sixteen. And and a lot of players became stigmatized from that loss. And it was called by many journalists the Dunga era 
<laughs> it was associated to players like Dunga, you know, yeah. not creative, just hardworking, but not uh, with the flair Brazil had. Uh, and then four years later, he, he's the captain. And and he and he 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 lifts the cup with anger, you know, like yeah, like, yeah, cursing, right. like he looks uh, he looks like an angry you know, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Take photographs now, you know. That's yeah, for you. That's like for a, you. Um, like and, revenge, you know. Yeah, and, 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 and he, yeah. He, he has this characteristic. Then he came back as a manager. He managed Brazil twice, uh, also in the 2010 World Cup. And he also, uh, uh, I, I I believe he he still had this this bad feeling about being stigmatized as the Dunga era before winning the World Cup. Uh, yeah. But that, that that that's who he is. He's a he's a he's a warrior. He's a player who was very very important. But I, I believe he still has has hard feelings with many people who who talk bad about him before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and of right. course, in the in 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 '94, there there was a funny thing. Brazil had a, had a starting uh, pairing in the defense, uh, Ricardo Rocha and Ricardo Gomes, and Ricardo Gomes uh, uh, injured himself before the tournament, and Ricardo Rocha in the first match, and then uh, uh, Aldair and Marcio Santos. Uh, Aldair, you, you know, Aldair is a legend at Roma, but he wasn't supposed to start in that World Cup, and then uh, of course he became a he became a, a legend also in that team, yeah. and, he, and many people still. If you if you if you make a Brazil all start uh, all time starting eleven, many people put Aldair as the as the the starting center back. So wow. uh, it was it was he he did an amazing World Cup right now, yeah. right there. Yeah. There's always somebody who comes out of. You know, it comes out of nowhere to have a, yeah. a great two uh, weeks and, and uh, everything uh, goes uh, right, if it's a striker or a defender, and it Cafu just works out. Cafu okay. himself, Cafu himself, Cafu, Cafu, uh, Jorginho, he was the starting the right back. He injured himself during the final, and then Cafu comes in, and then Cafu plays in two World Cup finals, <laughs> then he plays the 98 final, he plays the, the 2002 final, yeah. so uh, he's also a legend, of course. Yeah, he never got his spot back. That's it. Yeah. Cafu took over. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because um, because I think Dunga is Dunga have Italian family. Well, uh, Italian his background. His his last name is Verri, so yeah, yeah, he has Italian background. Yeah, he does. Because he, he scored does. the. I'm sure he's. It was very traumatic for me. I remember, but I'm pretty sure he scored one of the penalties. Too in the in the he did he did he did he did he did he did yeah uh Marcio Santos lost the first one and then Romario and Branco and Dunga scored and then Bebeto will take the fifth but then Bajo missed of course yeah. and then uh, he didn't he didn't need to wow yeah and that, that that's funny because uh, Bebeto didn't didn't need to take his and and weeks earlier in the in the Spanish league um uh, Deportivo La Coruña uh, had a penalty to win the league. And Bebeto didn't take it. The, he left to Dukic, oh, yeah. uh, and Dukic missed it. Missed it. Oh, and, and many no, people thought, yeah. "Whoa, Bebeto should have took it." And then ma many people thought, "Whoa, what about Bebeto now taking the fifth penalty for Brazil?" But of course, it, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, it, it ended Crazy. right there. Incredible story. Yeah. How do you remember all these things? It's like it's, it's like you just watched it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it, it's very good memories here. Yeah. That's very very cool. That's a great story. Yeah. So, what's your favorite team from your World Cup journey? Any era? Oh, okay. It's it's 1990 Cameroon, the the Italy World Cup Cameroon, because uh, I was I was a kid. I had I was nine years old and was fascinated by that 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 so joyful team. You know, the with with Mila with Roger Mila making the the Lambada dance when he scored, uh, and it was such a free a free flowing game. When they beat Argentina, of course. I remember, I remember being at school when the game started, and and everybody trying to know what's the score, what's the score. And they said, 
oh, it's it's one year to Cameroon. Yeah. I mean, you you must be kidding. And and then oh, we left the the school, and it, it really was one year to Cameroon. And whoa, that's that's just crazy. And then of course the game against Colombia when 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 Mila took the ball from the keeper Igita and scored. Uh, that game from against England in the quarterfinals is uh, for me. It's it's also one of the greatest World Cup matches. So uh, then in '94, uh, also because I liked that Cameroon team so much. Uh, my dad took me to the USA to see Brazil and Russia and Brazil and Cameroon, the first two matches in the oh, 94 wow. World Cup. Yeah, It was really interesting. And, and, and Mila played in that game, yeah, that World right. Cup at, at 42. And so I, I really I really have good memories. I remember they have a midfielder, Makanaki, who had the 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 the, the, the big hair and he was also, <laughs> also a good player. And, and the keepers, you know, uh, the other day I was seeing uh, uh, Buffon talking about that Cameroon yes. team, which inspired him also. And he liked the Bell and Encono, the the great keepers. He, he named his son Thomas because of uh, Encono. So uh, I, I really loved that Cameroon team. As a kid, I really remember that team. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and Roger Miller scored again at USA '94, didn't he? I think. Yeah, he's yeah. still the World Cup uh, oldest scorer at 42. He scored against Russia, and that's yes, a crazy game because right. Salenko scored fifth goals in that '94 game, yeah. and then Miller scored for Cameroon, <laughs> and, and and it was really really interesting because uh, in that moment we had. Uh, Today, you know, you, you you see the Cameroon, you you know almost all the players. But back then, you didn't have all this information. So uh, in 1990, of course, you know, you knew the big players because many of them played in Serie A in that period. But uh, for the for the African teams, for the other teams, you didn't know they were just a new people to you. Yeah. So yeah. you got to know all those guys, and it was really interesting. And uh, I mean, when, when Brazil when Brazil lost to Argentina in the in the round of 16 many people adopted Cameroon here as uh, as their second team Brazil has a huge African heritage of course mm-hmm. uh, in the northeast in cities like Salvador so uh, we feel connected to to Africa in some aspects of, uh, of our, our culture our, our culinary our, our our music so so you had so so many African elements in our culture so uh, many people adopted Cameroon as their second team in that World Cup yeah fantastic fantastic Oh, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your memories and stories. That's, yeah, very oh, cool. Leo, it's much appreciated. Okay, Frank, let's all have a great World Cup now. Yeah, thank you. Take care. That was an awesome perspective from Leo Bertotti, a, a Brazilian perspective, I guess, on his World Cup memories. Yeah, that was really interesting. Really interesting. Great stuff. Um, please, thanks again for listening to the podcast. I know I say it every time, but uh, it's very much appreciated. If you can uh, rate, review, and share the pod too as well, that's, as always, much appreciated. Uh, take care. Hope you're all well. Enjoy your culture.